0: Hi, and welcome to Murdered and Missing Monday. I'm Daisy Elizabeth from The Daisy Take, and I'll be your host. Today we have two cases to discuss, and I know it's Murdered and Missing Monday, and I usually only do one. However, the one person just didn't have enough information. So it's very frustrating to me, so I thought I would give you two of them to kind of make up just for the one Um, So let's get into the cases of Misty Bedoni, I hope I'm saying that correctly, and Alicia Navarro. Information for today's podcast comes from charlieproject.org, lintmissingfandom.com, uncovered.com, and thehueandcry.com. Um, I hope I said that one right. Uh, LintMissingFandom.com. So I, I hope that one is correct. But anyway, that's uh, where we're at. So that's where the information is coming from. And so, hi. Hello. If you're new here, I'm glad you're here. It's Murdered and Missing Monday. And if you've uh, been listening, thank you. I appreciate you. And I hope you continue to listen and kind of put me on your favorites, and get updates, and, you know, just kind of um, listen to me a lot. Okay, there we go. So, I want to talk about Misty Bedoni and Alicia Navarro. Um, I hope that I'm saying her her name correctly. First of all, I'm going to talk about Misty Rainy Bedoni. She's been missing since 7-22-2016. From Jedido, Arizona. It's J-E-D-D-I-T-O. Uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, and I hate to mispronounce names and, and uh, towns, but so there you go. Jadido, Arizona. Uh, she's Native American female. Her birth date is 91288, 34. So uh, she was 27 years old when she went missing. Um, she's 5'3 to 5'8, 157 to 180 pounds. Black shirt, blue jeans, carrying a baby. Gary, I'm sorry, carrying a bag with toiletries. Not a baby. A bag with toiletries. As I've told you before, there is not a lot I can find. I'm, I'm looking up these cases for murdered and missing Monday on these young women, and there's nothing. And I think in a couple of series for the murdered and missing, I'm going to throw some men in there too, because, you know, actually Native American, um, indigenous, you know, it's women and children and men, men go missing. And I am very, I guess I was surprised at that, you know, because I always think of men to be stronger than women that they could fight off attackers or whatever. But I would like to do that for them too, because I don't think it's fair. I, I don't think that the, the whole, that all of it has come full circle and I don't like that. So she was wearing a black shirt and blue jeans, carrying a bag with toiletries. So she has distinguishing characteristics, Native American female, brown hair, brown eyes. She's of Navajo Indian descent. Her ears are pierced. She was last seen with friends in Jedido, Arizona, on July 22nd, 2016. She has never been heard from again. She left behind four children, and few details are available in her case. The investigating agency is Dilkin Police Department. The number is 928-657-8075. So if you have any information on her, um... Please let someone know. I, I just think that it's a, it's really a shame when these things happen and there's not any information to go along with it. She's been missing for six years. And like I said, she was 27 when she met missing. Um, she was last seen with friends. And there's been no contact from her since. And she left behind four children. So I guess her case is being investigated by the Navajo Police Department. But like I said, there are a few details in her case. Now, if you choose to look her up online, it's Misty, M-I-S-T-Y. Her last name is Bedodin. I... I know I'm mispronouncing it, and I do apologize. It's B-E-D-O-N-I-E, if you choose to look her up online, just to kind of see what she looks like. So, the next case I want to cover is Alicia Navarro. She went missing from Glendale, Arizona, on September 15th, 2019. So in the early morning hours of September 15, 2019, 14-year-old Alicia Navarro quickly wrote a note to her sleeping family. She then took her phone and laptop and left the house just five days before her birthday. She was lured away by an online predator. I'm sorry. Was she lured away by an online predator? Now, I can't say for sure that she was lured away by an online predator. However, it does seem that way. Um, It does seem, uh, you know, the whole thing is very sketch. So, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Listen, we all have to take precautions in life. You have to make sure that somebody knows your passwords. To all your banking information, all of your information on your, all your social media accounts, um, that they know your location on your phone, that they have your number, that they have your parents number, that they have, you know, whatever the situation is. Um, you have to make a list and you have to give it to somebody that you trust. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you need to make a notebook and I learned this by listening to a podcast a podcast called Crime Junkie, which I love. I just so love this podcast because the women on here are very, very detailed, very organized and what you should do in case you go missing and you should really start a folder. That way somebody knows where to look for you, where to go, what to do in case you ever go missing and giving somebody your personal information that's all part of it so they can check your, your steps of where you went missing. You know, they can, they can check your, your background and everything and see where you are. And I think nowadays that's very, very important. So anyway, I was getting off track, but I just wanted to let you know that I think it's very important that everybody should do that. So Alicia Christina Navarro lived with her mother and stepfather in Glendale, Arizona. Her mother described her as a sweet girl who was loved by her family. She is diagnosed with high functioning autism, which requires her to take medications. Social interactions can often be overwhelming. So while Alicia did not have a few friends she spent time with, she found it easier to socialize on the internet She became a regular in online gaming forums such as Minecraft and Discord. You know, I've heard a lot of Discord in the news lately. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad bad site. You know, I'm just saying to... If you're going to be on a site like that, just be careful. You know, I'm not saying anything against Discord. Uh, Don't come at me. You know, I'm just saying if... If you're going to be on that platform, please take necessary precautions to protect yourself. So, in the months leading up to her disappearance, because of her autism, she took comfort in in a routine and became quite agitated when this routine was broken, was disrupted. She preferred to eat the same foods, listen to the same type of music, love to wear long sleeve shirts daily, even, even in the sweltering heat. Okay, and Arizona gets hot. Um, however, in the months leading up to her disappearance, all of that would change. So she would kind of change her routine leading up to her disappearance. Um, She began to act differently and she was exhibiting behaviors that were really outside the norm for her. So some of her new interests included comic books, classic rock, fitness products, protein powders. She also began to show an interest in body sprays, makeup and somewhat provocative clothing. Jessica assumed that these changes were the result of peer pressure at her high school. So I guess her mother just assumed that, you know, she's doing all this because she's being pressured by her peers. See a person or a child with autism has to have the same routine. They get very agitated. They don't like their routine disrupted. And when you disrupt their routine, it's very hard for them. I think that's also even people with Asperger's, but I'm not sure. But that is what I've heard. So don't come at me. I'm not a doctor in any way. You know, I'm not a clinical, you know, physician. I am just saying that that is what I've heard. And that is what I've noticed with people with disabilities you know, routine is very important and we need to stick to our routine so that we can function in the outside world. So the day before she disappeared, Alicia disappeared on September 14th, she was feeling anxious and asked if she could stay home from school. And I guess her mother agreed and the two days, they spent two days together going to McDonald's for her for Alicia's favorite meals. And they got their eyebrows threaded together before visiting a chocolate shop. Uh, That night, Alicia stayed up late playing games online as usual. She came downstairs somewhere between 12 and 1 a.m. for a glass of water and told her mother that she loved her before heading back to her room. Later that night, Alicia sat at her desk and wrote the note to her mother. So I ran away. I will be back. I swear. I'm sorry, Alicia. That note right there, that would just leave my stomach churning. Um, I was in a similar situation and I'm not going to give the details. However, when I found out that this young girl went missing or took off, ran away, um, and that was my, that was my daughter. And this was years ago, years ago when she was, you know, being 12 thinking that she knew everything. Um you know, it took me about 5 minutes to be on the phone with the police getting her whereabouts, knowing where she was. I mean, I was on it and I indeed tracked her to Arizona. Yeah. So, but you know, that's a story for another day. I'm just saying that these kind of things can happen. And it's very, very scary when they do. Like these, if she really indeed ran away and she felt like she could run away, the things that go through your mind as a parent and the mind of the child, thinking that they know everything that there is to know about life, when they know absolutely nothing. Now, I'm not saying she ran away. She could have been kidnapped because the whole story is just very, very, very suspicious to me. So, so Alicia's mother went downstairs and noticed that the back door was wide open. She could see that two of the chairs had been placed against a fence She raced upstairs to find Alicia's room empty and that was her mom's worst nightmare. And I get it. I get where she's coming from because the simple fact is, is that when this happens, you kind of get lost. You don't know what to do. Now I was very fortunate that, um, My daughter did have my other daughter did have a friend who was a police officer, so he was on it right away. So I was very fortunate in that aspect that her trail was found and that we were able to find her by the end of the day. But it was the most scariest feeling. I understand where this mother is coming from because it is the most scariest feeling in the world. It's very gut-wrenching. I was lucky. My daughter was lucky. Her stupidity was lucky. And I'm gonna call it what it was. She was a 12, 13-year-old little girl who thought she knew it all. Now, circumstances obviously were different. In, you know, with what happened to me and, and, you know, Alicia's case, because I think she was lured and kidnapped. And when you have issues like she does, it's very easy to, um, it's very, very easy to lure them into doing what you want. And it's very sinister and very sickening. And there's sick minded people out there. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent and I do apologize. So, you know, her daughter is really extremely vulnerable. Vul- I can't say it. Um, she was, and when she went missing, uh, Jessica phoned the police and she reported her missing. The following day, a silver alert was issued statewide for Alicia. While these alerts are most commonly used in the, the disappearance of the elderly, they're often used when missing individual is partially particularly vulnerable as Alicia was. <clears throat> so I guess after investigators combed through Alicia's room, it was determined that she had taken her laptop, cell phone, body spray, some cosmetics, and a comic book. However, she didn't take any of her charging devices, which led investigators to believe that she was likely going to return. The last confirmed sighting of Alicia was reported by a friend who claimed to have seen her at La Pradera Park Only 1.5 miles from her home. On the afternoon of September 19th, Jessica went to the park to investigate the lead herself. So I guess Jessica, her mom, went over there to, you know, find out what she could find out, you know. Additional witnesses would cooperate this claim, saying that a young girl matching Alicia's description was talking with an African-American man with tattoos on his hands, neck, and face. So let's see where her case stands today. It's been nearly three years since Alicia Navarro left her home in the middle of the night. The FBI involved early in the investigation, but the trail appears to have run cold. Aside from the sightings at the park, no other sightings of Alicia have been discovered or have been found. Um, There's been no movement on any of her known social media accounts. Uh, both investigators and Alicia's mother believe that she was likely groomed and lured away by a predator in one of the forums that she frequ- frequented. So... I think what happened, and it really does sound like that, is that she met a predator online, which, of course, she doesn't think it's a predator. They agreed to meet up. She met up. Maybe she had second thoughts. Maybe she wanted to go home. She didn't take any of her charging stuff with her because she thought that she was going to come. She was going to be right back. And I guess it just did not work out that way. In the note, she said, I will be back. I swear. Um, The information I have is um, she went missing on September 15th, 2019. Uh, Current age is 18. Incident happened at 14. She's Hispanic, Latino female four five to four nine inches 89 to 95 pounds and her hair color is black I I find all of this very disturbing because there are actually people out there that will trick other people into getting them to do what they want which is exactly what happened to my youngest when she was about 13. Um, do I share in the guilt? Yes. To this day. Do I share in the responsibility? Yes. To this day. Maybe I should have been, I could, I could go through all the maybes, which I'm sure that, that her mother is doing the same thing. She could go through all the maybes. But the fact is, is that we need to see if we can find this young lady. Um, the Glendale Police Department still does not know for sure whether Alicia was lured away or she left on her own accord and, and the I guess they're actively searching for her with the assistance of the FBI and the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. If you look at her, you can look up Alicia Navarro And if you look at her, she's a very, very pretty, even at 14, just very beautiful young girl. Um, And I hate all these predators out there that think that they can lure young children into doing, you know, whatever the hell it is they want them to do. I think it's disgusting, you know. So if you have any sort of information regarding this case, please contact the Glendale Police Department at 623-930-3000 or find a child of America at 1-800-I-AM-LOST or 1-800-426-5678. That's 1-800-426-5678. And that's Murdered and Missing Monday. I really want to thank you all for joining me. Um, and I appreciate all of you for listening and trying to do good and, and trying to help. I wish that I had more on Misty's case. I wish that I could tell you more about her, or what she was doing when she was talking to her friends or uh, what happened the night she went missing. But all I have on Missy Bed- Bedoni Is what I told you, which is just relatively just stats, just nothing. So if you do want to look up Alicia Navarro or Misty Bedoni, that is M-I-S-T-Y-B-E-D-O-N-I-E. Maybe you can see what they look like. Um, Maybe you have a tip. Call it in. Let's help bring someone home. And I really want to thank you all today for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Join me for another episode of the Daisy Take on Friday, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.